0: Sunshine. 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 Sunshine.
1: Welcome to Full Disclosure on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Every, every Wednesday morning, we check in with David Grising, President and CEO of the Better Government Association. And this is our final Full Disclosure for calendar year 2021. It has been certainly quite an eventful year in Illinois government and politics and a big year for the BGA as well. We're going to take a look back here this morning with David Grising. David, good morning and Welcome.
0: Good morning, Jim. Great, great to be
1: with you. Well, let's uh, begin uh, with with what's happened with the BGA over the last year. Uh, a lot of uh, big moves uh, positioning for a, a future with uh, important developments in terms of uh, the BGA's role in investigative journalism and really uh, keeping up that uh, very important function to keep the public informed about what's happening in government. Uh, and that's been a, a major development here at the BGA in recent weeks.
0: Yes, uh, we announced uh, in uh, November a uh, commitment from the McCormick Foundation for $10 million in funding over five years. It works out to about $2 million per year and that'll help us uh, grow our investigative work. It also will help us make an investment in what's called solutions reporting, which is focused on uh, what purportedly works in government and sort of truth testing whether, in fact, some of these things, uh, some of the claims that government makes about what's working, we can really discover whether, in fact, that's true. This is going to enable us to expand our staff to uh, work more statewide than we have in the past, and really to bring accountability journalism uh, to the forefront uh, with with a new website and and um, and hopefully partnerships with other news organizations
1: you know and David we have talked about this in the past one of the reasons this is so important is because we have uh, sadly seen a, a real decline in this type of investigative journalism uh, and uh, just really kind of the, the day-to-day nuts and bolts reporting at the state house the state House press corps has shrunk so dramatically in recent years and many uh, media outlets that used to maintain uh bureaus uh full-time or at least during legislative sessions at the capitol have really stopped doing that and that has really made it harder for people all across illinois to really have a full understanding of what government's doing
0: yes absolutely um we have seen a significant decline uh really the state the State News Bureau uh, coverage is about one quarter of what it was at its peak uh, more than a decade ago. And um, what's being lost in addition to just spot news coverage is also the analytical and deep dive investigative coverage of state government is really almost non-existent these days. And uh, we do 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 some of it, and every once in a while you'll see a newspaper dig into statewide issues. But uh, that's what the crying need is, and we hope to supplement that with these additional resources that we will have.
1: Uh, another big thing that happened with the Better Government Association this year really ties into uh, the other thing we want to do today, which is kind of look back at uh, the, the big uh, state government stories of 2021. Uh, and one of those huge stories became intertwined with a, a big thing that happened with the BGA uh, when you rolled out uh, a very popular and well-received podcast called The Madigan Rule, which looked back at the career and the legacy and the influence of a guy who actually exited the political stage in 2021 here in Illinois, but whose presence still looms large uh, in uh, in state government and politics, and that, of course, is Mike Madigan. Uh, there were a lot of us who felt uh, this time last year uh, that the end could be in sight for Madigan, even though that had been predicted many, many times before, had it ever come to fruition. But as it turned out, uh, in the very early days of this calendar year, uh, Madigan abandoned his bid to be, uh, to be reelected elected speaker, uh, stepped aside for the first black speaker of the House in Illinois, uh, Chris Welch, uh, and Madigan left the General Assembly after decades. Uh, but David, as we noted, uh, his his influence, his legacy uh, re- remains a real factor.
0: Well, absolutely. And when we launched that podcast last summer, we, we felt it was likely, based on news reporting, that there might be an indictment of Mike Madigan by now. The government uh, federal investigation clearly is targeted at him. But it does appear that they have had a difficult time assembling an actual uh, case against him. Uh, We're all waiting to see if indeed that yet happens. But we decided that what happened, what the the legacy of Madigan for nearly a quarter century running the government uh, of Illinois was was important enough to dig into in a deep way and look at a um, the story from all perspectives, not just the the alleged criminal activity. Uh, that many people believe he may have been involved in, but also what did he accomplish? Uh, what uh, uh, we, we got uh, interviews with uh, uh, Governors Edgar, uh, Quinn, uh, Rauner, and— um, uh, Ryan, and and uh, they had varying points of view, as you can imagine, uh, based on uh, Governor Rounder, who had nothing good to say about Madigan, to Governor Edgar, who talked about him as being somebody he could absolutely work with and who was irreplaceable in accomplishing a lot of gov- what Governor Edgar did during his term. And so it was a more nuanced view than some of the caricatures that a lot of us have become accustomed to. And, and I think that anybody who listened to the uh, five-part podcast, really got a a pretty good idea of why Madigan has been so important, uh, both for good and for ill, uh, to the state of Illinois.
1: And if you haven't listened to it yet, it it definitely is recommended if you have any interest at all in Illinois government and politics, because I think you get some really profound insight into how things have gotten done for decades here in Illinois and why uh, Madigan, even though he is no longer an elected official here in the state, uh, still looms large and and could well continue to do so. And David, as you noted, uh, we have spent this entire year wondering if there's another shoe yet to drop. And that shoe could still drop in 2022. We don't know yet. And uh, obviously, with each passing day that something doesn't happen, you do have to wonder if just the case isn't there. Uh, But it it could lead to that at some point. And in addition, uh, many Madigan insiders are still themselves in legal jeopardy over their involvement in these uh, alleged schemes, the the bribery and the influence peddling, etc. That'll continue to be a big factor and certainly talked about in the upcoming 2022 election cycle. But the Medican Rule podcast is still available, and uh, people can access that through the BGA website?
0: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, featured prominently on our website, and it absolutely is still available and still a pretty good listen. We are going
1: to uh, talk about some of the other big stories uh, of the year uh, from a state government perspective, and uh, we'll also uh, look back, uh, of course, the BGA involved with the uh, PolitiFact fact-checking service, and PolitiFact puts together its uh, national overview and has settled upon uh, what it sees as the, uh, the biggest lie of 2021. We'll touch on that as well, and uh, all this is, again, available at the BGA's website. So we'll continue with all that here in just a moment. It is full disclosure with the Better Government Association here. Here on the WMAY morning news feed.
0: Sunshine.
1: Sunshine. Sunshine.
0: Sunshine.
1: Continue on with full disclosure with the Better Government Association. David Grising is the president and CEO and joins us here each week. We are uh, closing out our final edition of 2021. The look back at the year gone by and some of the uh, major stories the BGA has kept a close eye on. One of the big ones with implications for the next decade of Illinois governance, of course, is the continuing fight over redistricting. It is still uh, a matter uh, for the courts to weigh in on uh, as the the clock is running, and we will start to petition circulation very, very soon to see who'll be lining up to run for various offices uh, in the uh, coming election cycle. Uh, And David, again, uh, this whole process has uh, left a lot of people shaking their heads, feeling very frustrated, and feeling, again, like uh, for all of the talk about how we want to have a better, cleaner, fairer process, nothing really has changed in how we draw these districts and for whose benefit.
0: Well, no doubt. Uh, it, it has been uh, dispiriting for those of us who believe in uh, in the vote as being one of the real bulwarks of representative democracy in our country, uh, not just in Illinois, but across the country, the efforts to— uh, bring an end to political gerrymandering have been hurt, uh, in particular by a Supreme court ruling that basically says gerrymandering is a political problem, not a constitutional problem and allows pretty much any sort of distortion, uh, to, to go forward. And the democratic party, which controls politics and government in Illinois has taken advantage of that just as the Republican party has done so in many Republican dominated States. And by doing so, uh, they invited uh, prote- uh, legal challenges. Uh, the one of the more prominent comes from the Mexican American legal, legal Defense Fund, uh, and these these legal challenges actually have uh, prompted changes in the maps that make them. Uh, somewhat improved over what they originally were, uh, brought about better representation for uh, Latino uh, communities, for example. Uh, but still, the the maps, uh, both the state legislative map and the congressional maps, have been badly disported, distorted by gerrymandering, by the political self-interest of people elected to office, their effort to stay in office mainly. Uh, and um, also has delayed the primary vote. The primary vote, instead of being held in March, will be held in June. And that has an effect on the ability of uh, the people to hear from people who want to be elected to office and to make good decisions about uh, who the representatives should be. So overall, a a very disappointing uh, turn of events as regards uh, the electoral maps in the state of Illinois.
1: Although maybe one little bit of silver lining, a somewhat shortened general election cycle running from June to November rather than March to November, and that does have its charms when one thinks about it. <laughs> uh, we'll obviously continue to watch, to see how this all plays out and what it means in terms of who actually does run for office and what choices voters have in the coming year. We did see uh, one bit of good news from a fiscal standpoint here in Illinois, something that has been in very short supply, really for decades, but we actually started to see the state's credit rating improve in the last 12 months.
0: Yes, uh, you know during uh, from June through August we saw a series of, of positive uh, uh, notes from uh, Moody's and Standard Poors and Fitch the three major credit ratings and uh, crediting the state of Illinois for an improvement to its fiscal standing. Uh, we're no longer one notch above junk status. Illinois is still the has the poorest credit rating of any state in the union, and all three credit ratings made it clear that Illinois is far from on secure footing, but it is on improved footing as regards its fiscal standing. Uh, there are still serious problems as regards uh, pension underfunding and the amount of the federal, of the state budget that goes toward just simply paying into the pension plans. We're still behind on uh, state-mandated requirements as regards pensions, but the state's liquidity has improved. Uh, its ability to borrow is uh, is somewhat uh, less costly because of uh, credit upgrades uh, for the first time in two decades. And um, much of this comes from Federal COVID relief money, and what the real test for Governor Pritzker going forward will be, uh, as these um, uh, the COVID relief packages run their course, uh, is the state really more fiscally sound on a longer term basis? And we have yet to see what the answer to that question will be.
1: Here's to hoping that we'll have some uh, serious, rational, thoughtful discussion about Illinois' fiscal issues in the upcoming election. Not necessarily holding my breath, but uh, a boy can dream. Uh, David Greising, <laughs> we are, are just about out of time. Uh, we'll just direct people to the BGA's website, where you can read about the PolitiFact uh, Lie of the Year. It relates, of course, to the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol and the uh, ongoing uh claims of uh, a stolen election, claims which, of course, have no basis in reality. Uh, but you can read about that and uh, many other important uh, stories at the BGA's website. So, David, tell people how to reach you in the BGA the rest of the week.
0: Right. I'm at dgrising at bettergov.org. That's D-G-R-E-I-S-I-N-G at bettergov.org. And our website is bettergov.org.
1: And of course, here each week, full disclosure on the WMAY morning news feed. David Rising, Happy New Year to you and everyone at the BGA. Well,